Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. By nature, manufacturers are process-oriented professionals. We produce, and the better, more efficient we are, the more we grow. Not surprising that our industry is permeated with people who are obsessed with process. But when we think about everything we do to operate our businesses, it is surprising how many of our processes are not documented. Documented or not, everyone has a process. We learn from doing. We inherit many of our processes from our predecessors. Jim always says he learned this from his dad. I did. Or they improvised and constructed ad hoc processes. W. Edwards Deming The foremost thought leader on process once said, if you can't describe what you're doing as a process, then you don't know what you're doing. What are the three P words that contribute to business success? People, product, and process. What would you rather have? Good people with a bad process or bad people with a good process? Are you asking me? I am. I would rather have good people with a bad process and make the process changes. That's a good perspective. Deming believed that 85% of failures can be attributed to process failure. So what's the point? What is the point? We're doing a series on process to inspire the manufacturing leader. Everything from how you market and sell, to how you produce, to how you manage your finances. That's a lot of different processes, Jim. That's a lot of different processes. So manufacturing is is challenging. challenging. So we're going to talk about the entrepreneurial process. We're going to talk about lean problem solving. We're going to talk about inbound marketing and sales. And we're even going to bring you to the table, Jim, to talk about quoting. Well, thank you for letting me be part of this. We're going to talk about agile project management. We're going to talk about R&D for product development. Jim, what does R&D mean? Research and development. Very good. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the HR process, which is attracting, onboarding, and retaining talent. And lastly, we're going to talk about a new process that I'm currently wrapping my brain around called Profit First. Those are a lot of processes. It is, but Jim, we are going to it's hit, important. Wait, so you're telling me that we're going to have a podcast for every single one of these different processes? This is going to be a process arc, and we're going to talk about every one of these processes. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different processes. Metalworking Nation? Jim Carr can add. I know. Well, that wasn't adding. I was counting. G- Metalworking Nation, Jim Carr can count. <laughs> yes, I can. I can count in Spanish too. But no, seriously, I didn't get the memo on this. Well, Ta- Jim, why don't you explain that to me? I only get you involved as I need you. So we've collected some great topics for this series on process because we feel that optimizing these core processes can take the manufacturing leader to the next level. I want to go to the next level. I know you do. Yeah. We're ready to elevate. Let's do it. Regardless of the process, what are the steps we should take to improve? First, we need to understand the process. So we need to chart or map the process. We need to involve the team to get metrics. Metrics is a big thing. And we need to measure where the current performance is at. We need to identify potential solutions. So that means getting support from experts or authorities. And we do that on making chips. And we need to test and check results. So that's all about managing the change that we're implementing. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we need to act on the results 
to implement the best solutions and change the process continuously. And we need to make that transparent and accessible to all in order to contribute to that change. What do you think that means? It means getting together in weekly meetings to say, I have an idea to improve this process. And you even need to have a process for having those meetings to say, I need to improve this process. Mm-hmm. And after you document your core processes, you've defined your way. And every company out there has their way. And they should call it the car way, the Zenger way. The making chips way. The making chips way. And if you could train your team on your way to follow this path, to follow those processes, you'll be on your way to success. And we all want to be successful. So, Jim, we heard what a process is all about. Do you agree that we are in a process-oriented industry? Is manufacturing process-oriented? 100%. I've seen it evolve from the late 70s, early 80s into the processes that we practice nowadays. So looking back at those processes that we used in an early machine shop was putting notes on the print use a three-quarter inch ML. The print would end up looking like crap because you have all this data written all over the print. But that was a process that Yeah, because you could hand that sloppy-looking print 30 years ago over to your machinist, and he knew what you intended for him to do. Yeah, by 6061 aluminum, one and a half by five by 20 inches long. Do you think your dad trained you to be a process person even before you started in the shop or maybe when you because you told me how you were successful as a bartender when you used to run a bridgeport and and then bartend at nighttime and you you talked about the process you went through well behind the bar they trained me well but you just mentioned that you were good at bartending because you were so process oriented as compared to your peers. And I remember you talked about the way you handled the shots and the cigarettes. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> when you were behind the bar. Well, no, well, let's talk about that. That That's, uh, it, well, yeah, I was, I, I was trained, formally trained as a bartender on processes on how to, if you're picking up the vodka out of the well and you've got four different drinks that contain vodka, you better not take that vodka bottle up and down four different times. You pour the appropriate amount of liquor in each one of those glasses so you only handle it once. So that's a small iteration of a process that a bartender would go through. Now in the shop, you asked, did my dad train me on process-oriented data control. <sighs> he probably did in one he way or did. another. Not I mean, in a form. We maybe the one that ad hoc. Timesheets. So we'd have a timesheet. All the machinists would fill out timesheets daily. And we would take that information and extract it, manually read timesheets, and enter into another page a worksheet with a pencil. Jim Carr worked on job one, two, three, four, five for three and a half hours on November 11th, 1982. You know what I mean? So there were processes back then. I just don't know. They weren't technologically advanced because we didn't have technology like we do nowadays. Do you believe that many of the processes that are done in a machining company are not documented? It I should be. totally believe that. And you believe that you probably, ha- I know you're ISO certified, but do you believe that you probably have processes that are not documented? I think they're just missed. So I think that there's there's so many elements to machining apart from 
ordering the material to getting it to the shop floor to incoming inspection to pre-production to in production to post-production to outside services to all those things that yes i'm sure that there's there's always something that we can do to streamline and document the process so I said that quote from W. Edwards Deming, which again is, if you can't describe what you're doing as a process, then you don't know what you're doing. So do you think that lack of process that we sometimes have is an indication that you just don't have confidence in what you're supposed to do or the average manufacturing leader out there, if they don't have that process documented, it's because they don't have confidence in the way that they do things? Hmm. I know I have confidence in, in, in what I do. I can't speak for everybody. I can't speak for the metalworking nation. Maybe some people do lack confidence in that, but I, I certainly do. And I'm always willing to learn a new process if I feel it's going to be viable to the company, to the Well, I would company. say a couple of years ago, you didn't have as distinctive processes for managing and leading as you do now. That's true. And That's so true. maybe you didn't have as much confidence in your leadership and management That's five true. years ago maybe. as you do now. Yeah. So one thing that we just implemented a process is a workflow process in our shop. So we have a big whiteboard. It's quadranted out and we have a simple magnet system. So once the job is processed, it goes into the shop, it goes into the quadrant, material received. It sits in there, then the magnet moves as the job flows through the facility. Does it go, is it going out for pre-production processing like stress relieving, like grinding, and we move that, and then it goes into production, and then it goes out for finishing, goes into post-production, it goes into a quadrant called shipping, and then it finally goes into one to ship. So that is a process that's been well-documented that was birthed from one of our strategy and production meetings so we could better communicate between the office and the shop. So what's the point? Should we all have a director of process or a VP of process or a CPO, a chief process officer, or well, should everybody just company. contribute? Here's what I think. I think the smallest shops need to get together weekly and they need to talk about where they have deficits in their company, whether it's profits, whether it's sales, whether it's throughput, whether it's efficiencies, whether it's automation, whether it's tooling, tool crib management, whether it's setups, whether, and I believe the first step into creating a process is determining through collaborative initiative that we need to recognize where we need to implement a process. That, I think, is the, the first place for people to start. That's the most important thing. It gets everybody on the board. It gets everybody thinking in the same mindset. So what you're saying is that we need multi-dynamic processes, we right? We do. Touche on that multi-dynamic. You bet. So we need a process for leadership and management. I know that you know as my business has expanded from, say, like 10 or 12 people to around 50 if we didn't have process, I would probably have a heart attack. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a lot of moving pieces in, in your business. And just like, you know, machining is challenging. There's a lot of moving pieces 
in manufacturing a precision machine component part. So let's go through a checklist. But the thing is, you can't over-process yourself to death. No, well, you no, know you I have mean? to be careful. It needs you, to be like a natural flow. It's kind of like when you wake up in the morning, I have a process for acclimating myself to the thank morning. Thank God you didn't go there. I was waiting for that, but thank God you didn't I go I don't know there. what you were thinking, but... You knew I, what I was thinking. I, I, well, you saw okay, the look stop, on my stop, face. Stop giving me that wink. But anyway, <laughs> I have a process for acclimating myself to the morning. Okay. And I've actually written about it on makingchips.com if you if you click on the read button. But I'm okay with that. Is it overly processed? Yeah, but you know what? I like it. Well, for you, that that's what you need to Because I want to wake up every morning in that same way and prepare myself for the day and be ready and go. And I think that that process that I put myself through is is important. So, you know, let's go through a checklist and and we'll both do this. Do you have a process for leading and managing? Yes. Yes, I do too. Do you have a process for problem solving? It might not be as robust as yours, That's but okay. I definitely do. You have do. a process. I do. Do you have a process for problem solving? I do, 100%. Okay, I do too. It's called IDS. Do you have a process for inbound marketing and sales? 100%. You know... I guess I would say I do. It hasn't permeated the rest of the company, so I would say that's a weakness for me. Do you have a process for quoting jobs? I would hope you do. I do. I do too. Do you have a process for project management? Yes, but I would admit that is an area that we're a little weak in it. We're really focusing on that right now. Okay, I would say that we, I would I would constitute our rocks as project management, mm-hmm. and I would say that our process there is strong. Do you have a process for hiring your HR process? We definitely have a process for hiring, for sure. We do too, and it, but it hasn't been... It's pretty you know, robust I think for, that for we a have small a, manufacturing company. Yeah, you too. do. And I would say my company has a weakness there because it's not something that's published to the rest of the team and hasn't been released. And I think as a part of the process for actually saying that you have a process is that this is, very, this is getting very meta. You need... The whole company needs to understand it and they need to follow it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a process for your financial management? Just based on what my QuickBooks Online is telling me. Okay. Okay. Well, we you know we and have then, a distinct process every week, every day, and every month. Tell me a little bit about that. So every day, because maybe I'm not answering your question. Sure. Correctly. So every day we're looking at the numbers and making sure that they're in line with what they should be. Every week we're looking at a formalized scorecard to make sure that. There's no issues that need to be solved. And then every month we're looking at our net profitability and and where we need to take action quickly and whether we're being successful for that month. So we definitely have a process. I'm looking at that all the time, but I'm not sharing that with my team. Okay, understood. I share with select people, the team, but Mm -hmm. we're about to share it with more. So I guess what we're trying to say is that over the next period of time here at Making Chips, we're ready to solve this problem of helping to ignite this flame of implementing more processes into your company. And I don't think it should be onerous. I don't think that it should be exhausting. I think it should just become part of your flow. It's going to make you more successful. I just think for the average machine shop that the third generation is in there, that we always talk about the small machine shop out in the middle of Nebraska, all these processes seem so daunting, Jason, because, you know, at the end of the day, small manufacturing companies are made up of makers and and people that are skilled craftsmen. And, you know, you start throwing all these things at them and 
it becomes a really daunting task, and the probability for failure is going to be extremely high. So I have some advice. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. What can you tell these people, or what can I tell them, for that matter, that I've seen the changes in my business, but what can you tell them how to start? I would say you need to look at the 80-20 rule, and it could even be the 90-10 rule. So what I would say is look at the 10% of the things that you do, and that probably is going to cover 90% of the activity. And also, within each process, limit the number of steps that you have to go through. So you don't have to document, okay, I put my sock on in the morning, I put my shoe That's on, what I I'm put my pants on, I zip my zipper. No, just say, I get dressed. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to get into every single finite detail. Start out, as they say, at 20,000, 30,000 feet. And if you got to get lower to the ground, then get lower to the ground. But the process does not have to be onerous. It could just be very general. But you'd be surprised by the number of people that are doing each individual thing differently because they don't even have that 30,000-foot view of the process. Does that help? It does. It does help. Thank you. And I would answer being a small manufacturing company that it has been starting to implement and practice process. I think an ERP system, the, the ERP system is changing my company dramatically. Well, if you're utilizing it the way it's yes, supposed to, then it, it should control never, your processes. I never, I never would have thought how it could really impact the business because it, what it's doing is it's forcing you to document your processes. So that is a key thing. So do you want to go on this journey of talking about all the different processes well, that I a manufacturing well, leader should get into? Well, you've already defined them, and we've already committed that we're going to do it, so let's do it. I mean, some of those some of those I can easily talk about, quoting jobs. I've been doing that for decades, and happy to share with the Metalworking Nation, you know, the way I go about quoting processes and the filters that I put prospect jobs through. Agile project management. Yeah, I don't know if I can add much to that. We'll but bring I'm in an try. expert. We won't yeah, rely on yeah, you for that one. Thank you. Or me. And then I would like to know a little bit about more about profit-first financial management because maybe that's one area that I have a little bit of a deficit in. Again, I'm only going to the areas where I think we need immediate change. Well, and that's the beauty of making chips is that when we bring manufacturing leaders together who understand a particular topic they can educate the rest of the community. Yeah. And that's where we're going to be successful. I could not agree with you more. And as we always say at the end of our show, which is very important to process, is if you're not making ships, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. As always, thank you for listening to the Making Chips podcast. You need to increase the speed and feet of your business. If you're not elevating your manufacturing leadership, you're going to get left behind. The Metalworking Nation is committed to a new way to stay ahead of the competition. We have more content to help you make and elevate at makingchips.com. Gain access to exclusive content, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you. We'll see you next time.